This episode of Ben the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current Master of Coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt, the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra, the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Aria 10 of A Clash of Kings. And in our Raven, we will be talking about rainies. We're going to be talking about possibly the colors, black and green, some symbolism. We might even talk about Sir Loras Tyrell today. <clears throat> Is he faking it? Is he? <laughs> he might be. Hey, I he he might be. I think he might be. So we'll we'll talk about that for sure. Awesome. As hey man, how is Germany treating you? You're still over there in Germany? You coming back in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. Coming back in two weeks. Uh, calling a great uh, council for one of our other other projects, uh, hyperspace hangout. If anybody wants to get involved in that, we're doing a council of elders. Uh, book club over there doing some uh, discussion on Thrawn, Heir to the Empire. So look forward to that September 10th, I believe. That's going to be on a Friday. I'll be back by then. Uh, real quickly, just real quick before we dive in here, I major shout out to, to to some of my friends here in Germany, just very, very quickly. Sir Matt, they're taking care of me over here, okay? They have me smoking cigars, drinking some scotch, drinking and pumping, uh, eating good meat. So to my good friends, last night we had a we had a big party. Uh, Rodrigo and Eric, the boys. I cannot wait for them to come to the states and for them to meet Sir Matt. I was we were talking like all like just listening to to the music around the fire, just having a good time, and it was. It was epic, man. They're like into muscle cars from the United States. They want to come in and, and travel. And we're just talking about all these different things. It was it reminded me of like a couple of hedge nights getting around, like coming together by the fire and sharing their drink and their meat and telling stories. And I was like, let's go. So shout out to those guys. Nice, man. That sounds good. Yeah. That sounds fun. Germany's cool. Yeah. It's a, is it reset? It's raining over there. Yeah, it's raining. It's it's been kind of crazy. It's been kind of cold. I don't know what the you, you said. I, I mean, Portland's all over the place. I don't even want to, you know. Well, it's like, been really hot, but in today's uh, yeah, today's kind of chilly. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. It seems like winter is coming, my friend. Holy no, 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 <laughs> no, because last week I did an episode. You, you remember we're in this nine um, nine hour kind of uh, time gap, and so I did an episode for us when we had our bannerman hangout. I went to Scotland. Uh, and what did I do? It was the, the, the magic system basically in a song of ice and fire. Uh, 
yeah. So that where was I going with that? I don't even remember. What was I? I don't know, man. Where was I going with that? You just said. You just said something. About I said winter is coming. Well, and I said, and I said in that episode, thank you, thank you. I said in that episode that that the breaking news is that winter is coming no time soon. Like the book is, there's not even not a chance it's coming anytime soon. I could say that, you know, with a sure with a surety. So that was all the news we had last week. I don't know if there's any new news this week, but I'm guessing I could say this on a weekly basis, right? Breaking news, the winds of winter will not be out anytime soon. Um, there, I, There's a little bit of uh, Game of Thrones news here. Um, I have uh, not a blog pulled up, and George uh, says that Random House uh, is officially making a new edition of Fire and Blood. It is now coming to paperback, so you can get a mass market paperback of Fire and Blood, which is actually pretty cool. Uh, Fire and Blood is actually... I still sort of prefer World of Ice and Fire to Fire and Blood because yeah. um, they're pretty similar. And a lot of Fire and Blood contains several, uh, <clears throat> you know, several pieces of of what's in World of Ice and Fire, as well as some of the other novellas you can find in random books. Right. But um, Fire and Blood's pretty cool. Uh, it has some really, really interesting artwork in there that's all really done. It's all in black and white. And I, I kind of like it. So, yeah, if you haven't picked it up yet, now you can grab it uh, in paperback, which I think is you know, I, the well, hardcover is cool, too, but I, I I don't know. I'm not really somebody where I hardcover books. I just don't really like to read hardcover books. No, they're just for the no, they're simply to put on the shelf and hope that one day you run across the author and he signs it for you. I mean, that's really what seriously. Like, I, yeah, I, I will say, though, in our, our uh, Heroes of the Horn podcast, I do sometimes pull up the hardback because they're just it's bigger and it's hard to find. Uh, the, the, sometimes when the book is too big, I need those like. I need a big, I'm not, I mean, Sir Ezra's a little old, okay? And my eyesight's going, right? So I need to, I need that big text so I can look in there and highlight and make my notes and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's nice. I actually wouldn't mind picking up a paperback version uh, because we're going to have some, you know, some content coming out soon with House of the Dragon. We're going to be in there reading more about uh, the characters in Fire and Blood, making connections. So that's good because you don't like to mark up your hardback version your your hardcover version i don't know i Mm-mm. yeah well it's just you can't really put it in a book bag or you know like a, a bag and then it's it's you then sometimes you, you get the ones where it's like the cover will just come off like it's not like you know taped in right, there right. or sealed in there and it's like i always often i'll throw them away if they're not like that just like i'll throw yeah. i'll throw the i'll throw the cover away wow just like this is dumb i know i'm sure there's literally people just being like are you kidding so like, i I do Kindle, to be honest, because I have I actually love my Kindle or like you get a Kindle fire or I have like a tablet. Um, And I can say I'm getting really into with my with my tablet here reading uh, comics, and graphic novels. I've actually been looking through and I have some of the like the Hedge Knight comics, but I've been doing more and more with it because you get a big, nice screen and you can have your books on here. I mean, obviously, when it comes to really reading books, I like the audio book, but with Kindle, you can if you have the audiobook and the Kindle, it'll read it for you and it'll like go along the lines. And I, I've found that I really, really like that because um, right now I've been reading the Witcher books. Uh, and so I'm actually like doing that where I'm like watching, like reading it and listening to the audiobook at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, those, those, those are cool. I mean, Matt, who's the guy <laughs> you ever see the kid walking around a college campus with a backpack full of just hardcover hardback books i mean 
I, I'm sorry. I, the... Yeah, see, I mean, look, right here, I have I have the Night of the Seven Kingdoms, which is my favorite Game of Thrones yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. story, right? And look, at, I mean, it's a beautiful, it's, you know, it's a beautiful cover. Um, but you know what? As I've never, I've never read it like this ever. Yeah. I know. Ever. And it's got, it's got great illustrations and everything. Yeah. Is there, I don't know if there is a paperback version, but I'm sure there is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably. I think this is because they have them in separate, like you just bought the Hedge Knight and then. I right. Think, I don't know, actually. Yeah. It just sits on my shelf and then I pull it out and look at it once every while. <laughs> Isn't that great though? Isn't that great? Kind of. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> it's like I like to walk. I like I like to walk around. So I'm I, obviously I'm in Germany right now. But when I'm back and you guys see on the video version or on YouTube, I love to just walk around my my little room there, pull something off the shelf, look at it for five seconds, and think, yeah, you know, just brings yeah. back the feels, and you just think about a land far away or whatever, being a hedge knight out just roaming around. God. Yeah. Okay. All right. As well, um, you know, little announcement here. Okay. Attention to all you listeners across the galaxy. Okay. All the way from Australia to Houston, Germany. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with the fourth generation brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job with the leaders and male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Yeah, guys, when you order this, you're literally scheduling a, an actual lift off here. So the spaceship is here to guide you on a journey to trim your body, balls, butt, and even Uranus. Okay. Well, wow. It's kind of, kind of redundant, but like, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it is what it is. So, you know, <laughs> we're getting nitty gritty here. I mean, you know, just real. Sometimes real you got to get in there, man. It gets a little crazy down there. Hey, man, the shears that guard the realms of men, uh, my friend, never gets old. It just never, never gets, gets old. old. All right. Hey, make sure to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. As So, yeah, like we said, there's not really a lot of Game of Thrones news uh, right yeah. now. Still just sort of waiting for... Um, you know, House of the Dragon to come along. Nothing right. really new there. Uh, just in a lull. A little bit of a game of a little bit of a Game of Thrones lull. Yeah, and that's okay. I mean, uh, like I said, that's I think I looked it up last week, and that's why I was like, hey. I mean, the one thing I'm sure about is Winds of Winter is not coming out in 2021. I would love to be so wrong on that, uh, but I know that I'm so right, and uh, yeah, it's just crazy. So maybe 2022, probably 2023. Who freaking knows? It's just, it's for it's wins. Something. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, man. I just, ah. yeah, I, we did get a rave. And by the way, uh, someone saying that they, they appreciated us just, you know, doing the podcast and trying to keep them sane. Matt and I do it because we want to remain sane while we wait for the book as well. Okay. So that's, that's also, we're, we're in this with you guys trying mm -hmm. to hey. remain sane. Hey, Olivia Cook here, you know, who's going to be playing Alice at Hightower. 
uh, in a recent interview said that, uh, you know, obviously these guys are held to like, you know, the absolute most strict NDA, you know, like non, non disclosure uh, agreements. Um, she described, uh, she described house, of the dragon as mind blowing. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I get you have to say that, but what? Do you Matt, think it's going to be better? Do you think it's going to be better than Game of Thrones? No, I, I'm actually worried that it's going to be good. It's going to be good, but I just don't know that it's going to be uh, better. I mean, how do you top Hodor? How do you top <clears throat> Hold the Door? Uh, the Red Wedding and such. I mean, I just don't. I don't know. I mean, again, for us, Hodor meant more because we had never witnessed it. So I'm hoping that they do things that we we haven't seen in Fire and Blood that that are just extras or where George left room for the show to go tell a story down a dark alley or something where we get to see who assassinated someone or plotting to maybe maybe King Viserys was was actually killed in some way and it wasn't as it didn't go down the way that we we think it goes down or something and that's Maybe the high towers have something to do with that. That would be, that would be shocking. I would be like, wow, okay. We're, yeah. In this we're in. in this interview, she also said, because um, like remember there were some people asking her. Remember early a uh, couple, like it was a month or two ago, people were sort of asking her about it, and she said she said something along the lines of, like, oh, kind of taken aback at first about it, because um, there was like you know criticism with season eight and stuff like that. So anyway, she goes on later in this interview with the Telegraph to say, I wouldn't feel comfortable in being a part of anything that just has egregious graphic violence towards women for no reason whatsoever, just because they want it to be tantalizing in a way that gets viewers. I don't think they'd be in their right minds to include any of that anymore. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, that's so basically that we're not going to have that. That's not going to happen. Basically, that's that. It seems like it seems like what you're saying. Like but, she was you know, assured the, that that's not going to happen. So, yeah. Right. And, you, you know, obviously probably referring. Well, there's a there's a lot of it in game in Game yes, of Thrones. Yeah, to yeah. Pick I, I, one scene in particular sort of comes to mind. Um, but again, you know, that scene uh, is one that we go back and forth on. Because, I mean, not in terms of is it right or wrong to include it or whatever, but sort of it's some it's a scene that doesn't happen at all in the books right yeah yeah uh and so i'm trying to remember in house of the dragon i i don't think that there's anything in terms of what we have so far maybe i'm i'm sure there's stuff that alludes to stuff like that but i don't think there's anything specifically that would be sort of like that sansa scene yeah i don't know no no nothing off the top off the top of my head i can't i can't think of anything like that no, nothing direct. It's the gonna thing, be, yeah. Well, it'd be it'd be like Rhaenyra. I mean, if 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 you you know Damon and Rhaenyra, like maybe manipulation or something, something but nothing like that, yeah. nothing to the degree that uh, like like rape. I mean, there's nothing. I, I don't right. I don't I don't remember though. But I have to go back and and read. I'm thinking of just the big characters. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, and then I guess also just sort of you know how how you sort of portray the the land to make it feel like it's the set in that sort of a time period like we saw yeah. in, in Game of Thrones. But I think that I think that the more sort of focus with House of the Dragon is going to be, you know, like the difference between it and Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones, you have so much more. There's I think there'll be an equal number of players, but you also have in Game of Thrones, you have like the White Walkers and magic and a lot more of these other 
sort of factors that can sort of win the entire thing there uh, as well. Mm-hmm. And but I think with House of the Dragon, I think it's gonna. I think House of the Dragon is going to feel a little bit smaller with the cast of characters mm-hmm. because we probably won't really see anything in Essos. I'm guessing. I mean, yeah. we might at some point, but I don't really think it's going to be as big of a focus as it was because you don't go up there. We don't really, I don't even know the, you know, the wall. Uh, it's just yeah. not part of what we have in that story. So I think that sort of lends itself better where you can make it a smaller story mm-hmm. in terms of your key players. And then you're not, well, and your, this is... your, fo- your, fo- your focus will shift to the war more so itself. Yeah, and this is maybe where you could include some of those lesser houses, and and it's a chance for them to bring some uh, more sigils or or just other characters into King's Landing, and build the world that way. Like same sets, you uh, you don't you don't have to like you said you don't you don't have to bounce around to different like countries and filming locations. You can be in one spot and do a lot with a lot of different characters who kind of come and go, or assa- or assassinated, or imprisoned, or whatever you want to cause some chaos and some drama, you can do it with a larger cast on a smaller set. So maybe that's something that they might do. I mean, we're still going to bounce around to places um, in Westeros, obviously. But uh, I mean, a lot of the drama goes down on Dragonstone and, and, and in King's Landing. So Yeah. So. Okay, well, as um, let's take a brief uh, break here from our sponsors, and we're going to dive into the whole rest of the episode. Okay, as uh, now that we're back here, we're going to dive into Aria 10 here, which I think is this the final Aria chapter? It is. This is the final Aria chapter of A Clash of Kings here. So, after aiding in the capture of Heron Hall, Aria is now serving Lord Roose Bolton. She is uh, bothered by the killing and head staking of many of the servants who worked for Lord Tywin, most of them inherited from Lady Shella Went, who, went, uh, who held Heron Hall prior to Lord Tywin. Arya does not wish to reveal herself to the Lord of the Dreadfort, even though she knows the man to be one of Rob's bannermen. Arya overhears a meeting between Bolton and his advisors, mainly Freys. The Freys believe that Rob will lose and that they should sue for peace and leave Harrenhal. Bolton states that he is not a man to be undone like Stannis Baratheon was. Arya learns that Winterfell has fallen and is horrified when she finds out that her brothers are dead. Bolton dismisses the phrase and has Arya remove the leeches. Kyburn reads a letter from the Lady Walda, Bolton's new wife. Bolton orders the land, the letter burned, and a message sent to Helmin Tullhart, who had recently taken Derry from the Lannisters. Bolton orders him and Robert Glover to burn the castle and put the people within the sword to the name of the king, uh, the name of the king Rob, and then to strike east for Duskendale. Bolton says that both men will wish vengeance for what has transpired to their families and homes in the north. Bolton then announces that he will hunt wolves that day, for he cannot sleep with all the howling at night. That evening, Bolton returns with nine dead wolves and tells Arya that he means to give Harrenhal to Vargo Hote when he returns to the north. Arya is to remain at Harrenhal to serve the goat. Outside, I think they mean the Hote. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what I think they mean there. Um, yeah, yeah. Outside the tower occupied by the phrase, she hears much shouting within and sees Elmer crying on the steps. The younger son of Lord Walter Frey says, we've been dishonored. There was a bird from the twins, my lord father says. I'll need to marry someone else. Elmer was promised a princess originally, but whether or not he knows it to be Arya is unknown. 
Arya then decides to flee Harrenhal and eventually convinces Gendry and Hot Pie to come with her that night. They meet at the Tower of Ghosts. Gendry says the postern gate is guarded, and Arya says she will get rid of the guard. She approaches him openly and tells him that Lord Roos has her giving a silver piece to all the guards for their service. She takes out a coin, the coin Jacken gave her, and drops it. When the guards reach for it, she slits his throat and three ride out through a sally port away from Harrenhal. Well, this, here we go, right? So we've got um, Arya is, she re- this is the chapter where she wraps up her stay in Harrenhal and she's learning a lot, getting the bits and pieces as to what Rob is doing, the, the, the blundering that's going on over in River Run. She's trying to get back to them, but you hear hints of this uh, dishonor among the phrase. Uh, mm-hmm. Bolton is making some aggressive moves towards Derry, and he's he, uh, Duskendale. I mean, that's going to end up being you. Well, that, that that all ties into to his ultimate plan to you know kind of betray Rob Stark and and make his own way. Um, so yeah, I mean, Arya's taking the leeches off of him as he's about to go hunt for the hounds. This is where you bring up the whole. Uh, oh, what's the theory we've done? The Bolton theory, right? A lot of this chapter contains a lot of those quotes. For the bolt-on theory, which Kyburn's oh, we can di- in. we we can dive into it again. I that's one of my favorite theories, and it's clearly one of our list. It's clearly one of our listeners' favorite theories because yeah. it's easily it's easily one of our most watched videos on on YouTube. Uh, yeah. We did we've done yeah. it we've done it twice, and they are hands down one, two of the most watched videos we have. So clearly, you guys like it. So hey, we'll talk about it again because I love it. I think Ez thinks it's kind of funny. Um, well, I well, I think hey. <laughs> You know what, though? Anymore, I am starting to believe that Roos Bolton is a big deal. When we looked at the pink letter and we talked about, like, who wrote that and what's going on with all of that, I mean, he he is a guy not to be messed with, and I, I feel like he's pulling the strings in a lot of ways, and he's just been kind of... He's kind of like the... Um, you have Euron Greyjoy doing his thing, a big bad villain, possibly tons of powers and different things, and, like, Roos is more subtle. Uh, Ramsey, we, we focus in on Ramsey because he's so aggressive and, and nasty and evil and all these different things and whatever. But Roos is like stealthy, a guy you got to keep your eye on. And, and he could be this nocturnal, crazy, immortal creature. I mean, why not? Hey, this is a series with, you know, zombies and, uh, yep. you know, uh, White Walkers and dragons and ice giants and spiders and all this. Absolutely. So, um, okay, here. So the chapter starts. The heads had been dipped in tar to slow the rot. Every morning when Arya went to the wa- went to the well to draw fresh water for Roose Bolton's basin, she had to pass beneath them. They faced at- they faced outward, so she never saw their faces. But she liked to pretend that one of them was Joffrey's. She tried to picture how his pretty face would be would look if it were dipped in tar. If I was a crow, I could fly down and peck off his stupid fat pouty lips. Yeah. So, you know, also some interesting foreshadowing here. Uh, you know, look how many times the word face is mentioned. Uh, yes, yes. There. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, at the end of this, we we see her flip the coin um, to, to, to the guard, Jacken's coin, and make her kind of, you know, first kill or whatever. And she, she started down that path of, of becoming like an assassin and stealth and, and all of that, um, which is cool. Yeah, so it's just leading us to her travel to the faceless men, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, as we sort of, uh, you know, pro- pro- progress on here. So um, it's kind of interesting, actually, again, 
this, what we're going to get to here um, with her fetching stuff for Roose Bolton, um, this is a major departure in the show as yeah. that the show ends up going with Tywin um, as, as sort of the person that she's bearing the cup for. But I, I actually find what we'll see here, I think far more interesting in, in the books because it makes obviously sense. It makes obvious sense. Uh, so for those of you guys who, you know, just sort of watch the show and are, and are listening along here, it makes far more sense for her, obviously not to reveal herself to Tywin Lannister because yeah, obviously he's, he's, you know, the commander of the, of the opposing army. But here in the books, I find it far more interesting that she's not going to reveal herself to Bruce Bolton, even though she knows that he is one of Rob's bannermen. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. it, don't you think it would make sense for her to reveal Mm -hmm. herself to Bruce Bolton? And also we've talked about this before. Bruce Bolton doesn't recognize her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, I, you know, I get maybe he, he definitely should recognize some of the older children. I get why maybe he wouldn't recognize Arya because she's younger and hadn't, you know, they don't always come calling at Winterfell. But Arya, I think, is just mistrustful because it's it's Harrenhal and because of the the journey they've, they've gone through, right? Being taken there by the Night's Watch and then being, uh, everyone's getting killed and they've, they're on the run and then... You got the, the the ticklers in there. The mountain was in there doing his thing, and so it's been it's been kind of crazy for her, right? And now who is who is this guy who's taken over Heron Hall? And I don't know. They don't seem like he still has this air of kind of I don't know, like, like gruffer. I don't know how to explain it, but like he um, He's not. He's not Rob, and he's not. He's not some of Rob's well-known, well-liked bannerman. He's not some someone who's super close. The Boltons were never really uh, uh, closely affiliated with the Starks, and they've had contentious relationships and and things like that. I mean, immediately once they've left and the banners are called and they move south, we've got stuff going on uh, with with Ramsey up up there and White Harbor's re- trying to respond to it, and people are lady hornwood right is is that her name uh they're all trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. with with her land and stuff so there's not to be trusted maybe Arya knows some of that perhaps yeah uh, well we can we can play a quick little let's play a quick little what if here uh what if Arya had revealed herself to Bruce bolton at this mo- at this moment in time well a lot of things are are going on right so he's um it's a piece whether She's either a p a bargaining chip for him in terms of like getting um, some renown or some some uh, extra status or whatever with Rob, right? If he wants to remain and keep that that whole uh, bond strong and do something for King Rob and be his man and move up in the ranks and be closer to him, that's good. If he ha- if he has Arya, it's also great that he has Arya to play back to. If you ever want to get in the good graces of, because he's rebelled, he's in open rebellion against the crown. So uh, if, if he had Arya and that's a chip he can play to, you know, give back to Cersei or to Tywin, that's a good thing. So I think he'd just use her. I think he'd keep her. I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd put her on a horse and with a bunch of men and just send her away. The safest place is with him, right? He's surrounded by his men. And I, maybe she knows that too. Like he's not going to just up and send her away. Um, I don't know. I, I also don't know. I feel like 
she's she's just a kid too, and she has this in her mind set. I have to get to River Run. I've heard where my family, where my family is at, is where I need to be and where I need to go. Maybe if it, even if it were uh, the the Glovers or the Manderleys or whoever was in charge here, I still think maybe she would just want to go that direction and just get there and not trust anyone because she's seen so much uh, evil done or, or what have you. But I don't know, man. I don't know what he would do if if uh, <clears throat> she were revealed. Yeah, I would say I would say maybe at 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 this point right now um at this exact at this sort of exact moment and again, you know, some of these chapters I think also too you do need to take with the idea that some of these chapters may be happening at the same time as other chapters. Um so, you know, like we just got done sort of with a lot of what was going on at the Battle of the Blackwater. Yeah. Uh so who knows? I don't. I don't think it's it's mentioned here. We know that Lord Tywin went went all the way back and they ended up winning sort of the battle the battle of the Blackwater and defeating Stannis, right? And so Arya is just sort of a girl. So the leverage you could the real the really only leverage you have is you have leverage against uh, against Rob because by having her you it's not like you. You you don't I don't know really understand what you what, what with Rob maybe some renown and stuff and stuff like that but you still have to bank on the idea that he's going to theoretically go crush Tywin Lannister and then what right maybe Bruce Bolton gets Casterly Rock out of the whole deal seems like he's already got Heron Hall I don't I don't really know I think I think if you're trying to play the game of thrones and achieve as much i think his best bet would be to betray rob and sell and sell Arya back to the lannisters mm-hmm. if you but that's only if you don't know about like what's going on with stannis and all that other stuff uh yeah yeah re- yeah i mean really it's it's limited so th- the crazy thing is I, he he's a guy who while stuff is is developing he's keeping multiple avenues open he's getting letters from his wife uh, communication from the phrase, strong alliance there with 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 his wife. He's got phrase all around him. He's in proximity, a little closer, I believe, to the twins. Um, and uh, yeah, so so he is keeping all options open. That's the type of guy he is. In case something goes wrong and Rob loses, he needs to be ready to step up and have good alliances to take over the seat of Winterfell or just to be the you know. The guy in charge of the north, right? That's that's where he's he's headed. So, I don't, yeah, I, he just on his on his own, just deciding to to do one thing or the other, or just completely betray Rob. It's like that happens because of the phrase, and, and the phrase are already leaning that way after after what he's done. He's seeing an avenue there. His wife's writing him the letters. Um, he talks to Jamie Lannister, makes it makes a deal, you know, with his father later to write like remind your father who sent you along the way. Which is all good. So he's always, I feel like, just playing all all different sides, and that's something Rob or Eddard Stark would have known, which is to keep him keep keep your eyes on him, keep keep him close to where you can you can watch him. And now he's been sent away doing his own thing. So remember the what was the battle where Roos was supposed to be? Ah, oh gosh, it was the one of the first battles I think where he he's he's ruthless. Um, they use him as a feint, and. A lot of men went and died. Let me let me let me pull it up here real quick. Is that the battle where they get Jamie Lannister? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yes, yeah. I'm just trying to remember where they where they sent Roos. But anyway, to to your point, I mean, 
uh, he doesn't do anything unless he's he's sure about it, and he keeps all these avenues and back doors open. He's just a conniving type of guy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> conniving. That's a, no, that's a good. That's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. I think. He is. Uh, okay. So as we as we sort of uh, go on here, um, Arya again, uh, right here. Um, Sometimes she wished she had gone across the narrow sea with Jack and Hagar. She had still, she still had the stupid coin he'd given her, a piece of iron no larger than a penny, and rested along the rim. One side had writing on it, queer words she could not read. The other showed a man's head, but so worn that all of his features had rubbed off. He said it was of great value, but that was probably a lie too, like his name and even his face. That made her so angry that she threw the coin away. But after an hour, she got to feeling bad and went and found it again even though it wasn't worth anything. She was thinking about the coin as she crossed the flower stone yard, struggling with the weight of the water in her pail. Nan, a voice called out, put down the pail and come help me. So um, anyways, so she is, she's this coin kind of comes up and up and up throughout this chapter. And it's kind of like, what path am I going to, am I going to choose here? Uh, Yeah. 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 So, I mean, is she, yeah, because she has to get out of Heron Hall, and she's, you know, I mean, is she, is she gonna? Yeah, she she has to kill her way out. I don't know, man. She she did the Jack and think she's already used up her, you know, her. She got the coin from Jack and he yeah, says she's you used, know, you, she's you, used you her come, Yes, yeah, you 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 can come uh, over there later, right? You can come to see the faceless man, yep. join up with that. Um. That's like the last resort, though. It's it's right now. It's it's get back to family time, and yeah. The crazy thing is that she actually convinces the other two, Hot Pie and Gendry, to go with her, and that that is all kind of comical. Gendry's uh, just all like, "We're gonna get killed. This is this is not a good idea." And so she is a brave little thing, right? She she's just like, "We've we've got to go. Let's get out of here. This is this is bad." And she is in there listening to uh, Roos, and you know, still doesn't feel comfortable staying there. Doesn't feel comfortable. Revealing herself, so yeah. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, after that, we move on a little bit here. This is where she's like fetching leeches, uh, getting getting leeches ready. Yeah. Uh, you know, Arya picked up the pail. Maybe you should get leech too. There's leeches in the neck as big as pigs. You know, she left him there. Uh, talking about Elmer. The Lord's bedchamber was crowded crowded when she entered. Kyburn was in attendance. And uh, Dower Walton in his male shirt and grease, plus a dozen frays, all brothers, half-brothers, and cousins. Bruce Bolton lay abed naked. Leeches clung to the inside of his arms and legs and dotted his pallid chest. Long, translucent things that turned a glistening pink as they fed. Bolton, um, excuse me, Bolton paid them no more mind than he did Arya. And so this is when they're, they're sort of coming up with a plan. Uh, we must not allow Lord Tywin to trap us here at Harrenhal. Um, you know, there's some other, there's some other people talking, they're saying, you know, the castle's so large, it requires an army to hold it. Uh, once surrounded, we cannot feed an army. And then Bolton says, I do not mean to be besieged here. And so then they're sort of coming with a plan. Uh, first of all, what a scene here where Bruce Bolton's like, Hey guys, just come on in. Don't mind me. I'm just getting, you know, I'm just lying in bed naked with a bunch of leeches on me. Let's talk some strategy here. Yeah. He's a scary dude. I mean, he's this. It's weird. That that is weird. That That's is, incredibly weird. Yeah. Well, it's 
yeah, and Kyburn's the, the the one doing it right, and that's an interesting thing that Kyburn is just sort of and left what, over there. And what's what was Kyburn? What was Kyburn doing before? I mean, he's he's the maester for Bruce Bolton. Then he finds his what way into Cersei's service. Yeah, and sort of makes sort of makes you know Sir Sir Gregor, um, you know the the mountain sort of turns him into Sir Robert Strong. Uh, I mean, yeah. what 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 is he what? He's, it's great. So if if he does if he does that with if he does that with the mountain, has he done anything like this with Bruce Bolton? Perhaps that's something we didn't talk about in the vampire theory. Well, the crazy so he's so Kyber right. He's he's there um, among the brave companions when they arrive at Harrenhal after the Sellswords uh, turn cloak through the fall of Harrenhal. Kyburn, uh takes over the duties of Harrenhal's maester, uh, who's killed by uh, Bruce Bolton for dispatching ravens to King's Landing. And then Arya hears rumors that Kyburn lost his maester's chain for necromancy. So he's definitely done something like this before. And he is skilled. Uh, he'll, he'll tend to Sir Jamie later on. And, yeah, but he doesn't go with, uh, probably because um, Bolton has his own maester back up at the Dreadfort. But, he yeah, he decides to go south. Um, and and later on, his sir, he just ends up being there and is picked by Cersei to, you know, deal with um the body of shay and so on so or uh yeah so uh he's a weird dude he's a creepy dude they're both creepy they're perfect for each other maybe he knows some yes. blood magic you know he he might he might um okay so after that we have bruce bolton uh talking about what his plan is He's talking about, uh, he said, Lord Tywin has many leagues from here. Bolton said he has many matters yet to settle in King's Landing. He will not march on Harrenhal for some time. Uh, Sir Aene shook his head stubbornly. You do not know the Lannisters as we do, my lord. King Stannis thought that Lord Tywin was a thousand leagues away until it did him. So talking about he could be coming back for us at any moment. Uh, yeah, which is why you go back to these letters with Walda, like his wife, Um who is sending this this communication to him that he's just burning? He's not replying, but she continues to send them, and that's important that George mentions that it's just communication from the twins or from the phrase. Um, so people think it's coded and 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 so on. Uh, so yeah, he's he's keeping track of 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 all the uh, events here, but uh, yeah, I mean yeah. he's he's got he's got to watch his back as as Tywin is still. He's still he's still right now in open rebellion to to the the crown and he's with Rob. So he's just sent. Yeah, I mean, and, who was it? The Glover over, like I said, to Duskendale and he's he's they're like on he's making. Yeah, he's mission. yeah. Yeah, he's making moves. Look, so you have some of the other people saying um, Sir Horace High, uh, who was on phrase. You know, he's he's a, he's a grant. He's agreeing with what's what's being said here. He looks at these other people in the room. Um, if Lord Tywin could defeat a seasoned man like Stannis Baratheon, what chance will our boy king have against him? Uh, someone must have the courage to say it. Sir Hostine said the war is lost. King Rob must be made to see that. Roose Bolton studied him with his pale eyes. His grace has defeated the Lannisters every time he's faced them in battle. He's lost the North, insisted Hostine Frey. He's lost Winterfell. His brothers are dead. Uh, then it sort of goes into some inner uh, Ario, uh, inner inner Aria uh, dialogue. They're saying, had Stannis won, all might be different, Ronald River says. Um, Stannis lost, Sir Hostin said said bluntly, wishing it were otherwise would not make it so. King Rob must make peace with the Lannisters. Uh, 
And Ruth says, and who will tell him so? Bruce Bolton smiled. It's a fine thing to have so many valiant brothers in such troubled times. I shall think on all that you got, all of you have said. His smile was dismissal. Uh, and then sort of they end up leading. And then, of course, he's getting more uh, Then he's having Arya come over and help him with the leeching. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm still I'm still trying to remember, like, you know, I know it's in a storm of swords where we're, we're getting close to right. J- Jamie showing up and then him talking about remember, don't hold me responsible for this It's the brave companions, Vargo and so on for maiming him. At what point is he starting to kind of turn? Because they're learning that uh, Rob has dishonored the phrase big time, right? By taking a wife and not keeping up his promise and so on. So they're all upset. And that's what Arya doesn't understand. Her point of view is that I don't get it, but the phrase has somehow been dishonored. She was going to be left there for the Brave Companions, which is why she skedaddles. She's out uh, because she doesn't like those guys. They're evil dudes. So she's on her way out. But why... Um. Yeah. Like. 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 When. I. I. I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like these these plans or this thought for an alternate path or route or or just you know option as as to where you go. He is hearing what the phrase are saying, and he he does know uh what what Rob is capable capable of. But this information comes in Arya ten, and it happens right again right out the gate. Uh, as as we start the next storm of swords. Um. With with Jamie and so on uh, arriving, you're learning that yeah, the freaking Starks are in trouble because Rob has messed up. So at that point, he opens up one of the other avenues and says, "Let me start to build alliances through Jamie with Tywin, talking to Walter Frey, his wife, and so on." Uh, so that's all happening right 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 now. I mean, I, I feel like, but you almost get yeah. a tipping of when he sends. When he sends Glover and those guys on a suicide mission, I that either could be. I can't, maybe I'm misremembering, you know, but that's either to like take a few of them out and just say, who cares? Or to intentionally try to, I don't know. I don't know. What was the point of that? I, I guess I don't remember like the whole, you know, he sends them on that, on that mission to Duskendale. Um, is he still loyal to Rob at that point? Because they're false orders. I think, I think he's saying that Rob, wants them to go to Duskendale and he's just calling it calling his own shot well, he, there, right? he he is and he and he does he does some he does some other things here too um you know right here uh when he's gonna have them burn the yeah let them take their vengeance on on Duskendale I should uh then he's pre- Kyburn's preparing a seal Ari was glad to hear that the castle of the dairies would be burned that's where they brought her when she'd been caught after the fight with Joffrey and where they made them kill Sansa's wolf it deserves to burn Arya, Arya thinks. She wished that Robert Glover and Sir Halmer Tullhart would come back to Harrenhal, though. Uh, they marched too quickly before she'd been able to decide whether to trust them with her secret. And then Bolton says, I'm going to go hunting for wolves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is weird, because that's like your it's the sigil of your <laughs> you know, I'm going to go wolf hunting now. Mm-hmm, so yeah. it's 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 sort of interesting here what Gur does with his with his writing, because Kind of seems like you know you're doing this sort of back and forth with Bolton, where you're like, okay, can he be trusted? I don't know, maybe. Um, and then right here, you know, he's talking about how wolves once roamed the north in great packs of a hundred or more, and feared neither man nor mammoth. But that was long ago, and in another land. It is queer to see the common wolves of the south so bold. Terrible times breed terrible things, my lord. 
asked Kyburn. Bolton showed his teeth and something that might have been a smile. And are these times so terrible, Maester? Summer is gone and there are four kings in the realm. One king may be terrible, but four? He shrugged. And then he asks Arya for his, his cloak. So it's almost like it's almost like that classic sort of like movie, you know, like you, you think about a movie where you've got this guy who you think might be a villain or whatever. And then you get that close up on his face and he sort of says something and grins and you're like, OK, this guy's definitely the villain and the plays oh, yeah. that music. That's kind of like what that scene, you know, reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just real quick. So I'm I while I'm thinking about this because I had to go look this up. And I, I wanted to make this this clear because we get at any point in time can dive into a bolt-on theory and we'll get way away from it <laughs> which is what which is well what actually we... we're, we're we're pretty we're pretty past a lot of that okay cool because cool, next yeah because I, I just wanted to re- refresh her because sometimes i i honestly forget and i can't remember all these these characters so i looked up um glover and i was just trying to remember the whole dusk and dale situation so when rob's army is split at the twins after walter and catlin negotiated an alliance um Glover becomes part of Lord Bolton's forces that go on to fight at the Battle of the Green Fork against Tywin's main host, right? So that's in the first book, A Clash of Kings. Now moving on, uh, Glover is in Lord Roose Bolton's camp when it's approached by Vargo Holt, leader of the Brave Companions. Arya Stark serves as the cupbearer and so on. Vargo claims that, uh, let's see, uh, yeah, after Lord Tywin Lannister marches from the castle, Vargo brings in a group of ragged prisoners led by, uh, yeah, Aenys Frey and Glover. They're there. Vargo claims they were captured when the Brave Companions, right, repelled uh, an attempt by Lord Bolton's forces to cross the Trident. And then Lorch and all of those guys are, this the whole, you know, where we have the soup and and uh, the whole thing happens, right? Let me skip on down here. Uh, let's see. Following the fall of Hall. Glover is among those welcoming Roos the following evening. Glover rides out of the castle soon, leaving Arya not enough time to come to a decision whether she can trust him uh, with her identity. So he was one of the individuals that she was considering, you know, telling that, hey, I'm Arya Stark. Following Tywin's victory over Stannis Baratheon in the Battle of the Blackwater, Roos orders Glover to join with uh, Sir Helmand Tallhart and march on Duskendale and the Crownlands. Uh, Richlands hardly um, hardly touched by the war. Uh, the Glover seat Deepwood Moat is taken. It's been taken by Asha Greyjoy, and Hellman has lost his son Benfred. So Lord Bolton expects right that these two want to take their their vengeance out on Duskendale. Now this is where it gets interesting. So I'm going to bounce forward a little bit here into a storm of swords. Lord Tywin soon finds out about the march on a third of the Northmen's strength uh, on Duskendale, led by Glover and Tallhart. Tywin orders uh, Randall Tarly to head up that way, right, and, and to kind of deal with this. Uh, also, Gregor Clegane goes there to move up the King's Road to cut off their retreat. When Tywin's son Tyrion learns about this, he is surprised as there seems nothing in Duskendale worth such a risk. Tyrion wonders whether Robb Stark, uh, King in the North, has finally made a blunder, but his father tells him that it is not a matter he should concern himself with. The Battle of Duskendale turns into a disaster for the Northmen. The forces of Lord Tarly catch up with um, with Glover's men outside of Duskendale, trapping them against the Blackwater Bay. Fighting breaks out with heavy losses on both sides, but the forces loyal to the Iron Throne prevail, and Hellman is among 1,000 Northmen killed. 
Glover uh, leads a chaotic retreat towards Harrenhal, but not expecting to be faced with the mountain's men along the way. Uh, when Rob learns about the defeat in and Glover's capture, he is bewildered, wondering why his forces marched on Duskendale in the first place, and how that campaign justified losing a third of his infantry. Rob intends to exchange um, Glover for Martin Lannister, who is the son of Tywin's brother Kevin, as Martin's twin brother, Willem, uh, has already been murdered by Lord Rickard Karstark, right? That's the whole situation Rob deals with, with Karstark. Um, it also provides an opportunity for Rob to ride himself to rid himself of the concern that Martin will be slaughtered by Northmen as well. So Tywin agrees to Rob's offer, and Glover is put on a ship at Duskendale while Martin is. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with BetMGM. You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Handed over to the Lannisters at the Golden Tooth. When Rob's hosts gather at the Twins for uh, the Tully wedding, right? Edmure, Edmure's there getting is the Red Wedding. Rob meets with uh, Roos Bolton, commanding the remnants of Rob's foot. Rob tells Roos that that uh, Glover will have, an an- will have to answer for Duskendale when they meet again. Roos plays into, um, into Rob's mistake, mistaken belief that the campaign came on Glover's initiative, suggesting that Glover acted out of grief and fear for his wife and children when he heard that uh, Deepwood had been taken. Roos then betrays and murders Rob right, right there. So I get the reason I bring this up is you try to think about when does when does Bolton because he at the end of this book he sends them to make that move. Has he already decided? I mean, did that letter from from Walda? Frey basically say that we've been betrayed and we plan on taking out Rob and you need to be with us? Like, is that a coded message from his wife, from the twins? Because I don't remember. I don't remember how, like, why why send them there, Matt? Why send Glover to Duskendale? Just to die? Or did he think he was going to die? Tallheart dies. Um, or did he, because Rob didn't order it, you know? Right. And I just don't remember why that... So hopefully somebody can help me out, some uh, the, the Raven or something, just to remind me as because I was looking up on Reddit like these letters that are coming in that you just burn, right? Walda sends in a letter and it's just burned. It's red. It's burned. Is it coded? Um, and is that he's how, making moves? Yeah, right. That's what that is. I'm I'm guessing. So anyway, but it just I mean it, at, it just means it starts at, earlier than I thought. Like he's earlier he's defending Rob, like like with the phrase saying, "Hey, hold on here." He's beaten. He's beaten Lannister at every turn. He's doing a good job, but there now. Then he gets this letter from, uh, from the phrase basically saying we don't we don't care, like we're gonna 
do our own thing and the tide is shifting. We're going to move now against, because if all the phrase leave Rob, then Bolton sees that as, as an opportunity to say, yeah, I need to join up with them. And this is a chance where we could actually outmaneuver him, win our way back into, um, you know, good graces with the iron throne. And he becomes warden of the North. Well, the other piece of the other piece of the pie is that he, you also have reek, right. Or Ramsey who is seeing what's going on up at, who's seeing what's going on up at Winterfell. Yeah. So now I don't, I don't think we, we don't get anything here that he's received a letter from Reek or whatever, but at least we certainly know, you know, he's, he's probably in communication and has that information because it does come into play later. So you're, if you're Ramsey Bolton, you've got, um, You've got that going on up in Winterfell. Stannis is Stannis just lost. Tywin just took King's Landing. It's going to be hard. Ram or Renly's dead. Yeah. And then you, you know you were really only up the only other competitor to the throne out there, Balon Greyjoy. I mean, he's a joke, uh, and I think he probably he probably knows it. Uh, and especially because they could have Theon here. So really, it's almost like you're going to bet on Rob, who's lost Winterfell. Or you're gonna bet, uh, you're gonna bet on the crown and Tywin Lannister who just beat Stannis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, exactly. and Winterfell and Winterfell's up for grabs. Right, exactly. I get, yeah. And I guess what this shows though is, in what I was just, what I'm coming to in my own mind here is, and maybe people have saw this for years and I don't know, but that correspondence and him marrying a Frey and that that close tie or whatever, just shows that there was a stronger alliance between him and Walter Frey than there was really with his own king or, or that he like you said yeah he's betting more on like the Freys provide a lot uh to uh Rob and and they are the way right. back right I mean you have to go through them to get back so do you think you Rob even pay- has it yeah. even even if the red wedding doesn't happen do you think Rob has an actual chance of winning no still you don't know. So even even if the Red Wedding doesn't happen, you'd have Rob would have Rob Stark would have to. You got to think about where he's at. Unless the veil so joins ma- up. Unless yeah. the veil. Unless the veil. Unless, un- yeah. Unless, yeah. Unless unless the veil. Because even if you get Arya back, that doesn't really do a whole lot because now you just have Arya, but you still don't have Sansa and she's still a piece. Yeah. So you're just sort of still the United North and the Riverlands taking on the Lannisters. I mean, you're not going to go take King's Landing. It doesn't seem mm-hmm. like the North is at all equipped to go do that. Your best bet, I think, is to sort of just hold them off and hold them off, and then eventually they just get tired of it and say, all right, well, whatever. Yeah. Have the... Have, I mean, that's kind of that's that's kind of what happened uh, in our United, United, United States uh, Revolutionary War was... It was just kind of, you know, it's across this huge sea and England was finally kind of like, all right, well, yeah, you know, whatever. It's not it's like we didn't we didn't go over to England and, you know, take take their castle. It just got to the point to where it just wasn't worth it anymore. Yeah. Which is that's one of the things, right? The north is it's so big. It's so vast that really at some point they could in Dorne. Same thing. Why? Why was Dorne so independent for so it's long? Com- it's just like, is it? You have to it? Commit, you did, yeah. You'd have to commit so many resources to try and to try and take them. Yeah. And then if you're Roose Bolton, you go back to if if Rob wins, right? Let's say let's say 
let's say that they st- decide they don't want to fight anymore. But then in 20 years or whatever, when they decide, ah, we're going to take it back to you to get a new king or Joffrey would be like, oh, we're going to go take it back. I mean, I think that's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. You know, Tywin's older if he dies. Well, uh, Moat Kalen is uh, is on your way. And, you know, and, and, and deep, deep with and then the the Dreadfort, all those places, Dreadfort, especially, obviously. Uh, is on your way to Winterfell, so it seems like he would. He's gonna. He's gonna get hit first. So, yeah, I think I'm with you. I don't know actually that Rob would have would have won unless you just. I mean, he's not. He, they're not taking King's Landing. Yeah, no, no, no. I, and that's the thing. His the hope is is that he would go up north and just make them independent and just say we're gonna be done with all this. We're gonna rule with the king in the north and and that's that. And I really think even at some point. Tywin and them, you just you you'd have a border, uh, and you've got the neck there with with uh, the marshlands and all this kind of stuff. And if, once you deal with the Ironborn and you get them out of Deepwood, you can take it back yeah. and you can kind of hold that and and you'd be okay. And it's just not worth it. So, but yeah, they would not be able to. I don't think take the Iron Throne. I don't. I don't no. see that happening. So, yeah. So your your best bet would sort of be you think about where you're at right now, and you're losing the phrase. So that's what Roos is realizing. You're losing the phrase. So. He's like, I'm going to start making. Yeah, moves. but at but at the, at this point though, at at this point, Rob has not yet sort of married. Uh, he's not married Jane um, Westerling yet. Well, I think. Um, I think it, no. this, no, no, yeah, no, it's it's not not yet. I don't okay, even think okay, we, okay. we 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 haven't even met Jane Westerling yet. Right. In the books. So hold on, let me back up here then. Yeah, the last Catelyn chapter. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Gosh, this is what happens when I start reading into Storm of Swords and I get um, mm-hmm. get ahead of myself. Yeah, so Rob could still totally marry a Frey. At at I mean, right now, really, I, I you you think Arya would go, would end up sort of making her way back? Then it's a tr- then you do maybe a trade Jamie for Sansa, and then you've got what you want back. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, because the last Catelyn chapter, right, is just she's talking to Jamie. She goes down there and talks to Jamie mm-hmm. for a little bit. I guess it's it's either it's either just happened or it starts right at the beginning of the first book. Either one, yeah. So either way. So yeah, has he been yet? Has he been? Well, since Catelyn then reveals that Rob has recently taken No, there's one crash. no, there's 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 one Catelyn chapter left. Oh, there is? Okay, okay, okay. Let me mm-hmm. see. Oh, there we, there we go. So we have one to go, and that's that's where that's revealed. Right? Oh wait, sorry, 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 sorry. Nope, sorry, I was in I was in the wrong book. Yes, we have we have done we have done the last Catlin chapter of this. And uh hmm. Celebrations going No, the on. last no the the last chapter. Yeah. Um the last chapter uh, is where she's down talking to Jamie and then she calls for Brienne's sword. Yeah. Right. And, but, but, but you don't, you don't realize, you don't, you don't realize until, cause the first chapter of a storm of swords is a, is a Jamie chapter. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So I guess it's just like, like whatever this news is that Arya has heard, that's the hint, though, right? Because the phrase, yes, the the phrase have said the phrase no, that Rob has done something. Because in this chapter, right. uh, 
he's like, I have to pick a new, you know, whoever it is that Arya is talking to, one of the phrase has to pick a new, uh, new princess, new prince. Yeah. 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 Because can't be, it can't be a, you know, um, Rob or a Rob, Rob's family, one of the Starks. So, so they've right. heard, we, the, we, the reader, I guess then, yeah, like we're trying to figure out what the, what the heck did the phrase know that we don't know that hasn't got back. And then I would say Roos yeah. knows that. Roos knows it, and that's why he's doing what he does so early on with with Jamie and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's just okay. a little. It's but a anyway. little thing, but it's like it's it's just interesting to think that he was plotting some of this, um, all along the way. But yeah. Um. Okay. So now we uh let's let's move on just a little bit more here. So this is where we're gonna get to where she's ultimately going to end up leaving. Um, before she does, though, she's in the godswood. She found her broomstick uh, sword where she had left it and carried it to the heart tree. There she now, red leaves rustled, red eyes pierced in, uh, peered inside her, the eyes of the god. Tell me what to do, you gods, she prayed. For a long moment, there was no sound but the wind and the water and the creak of a leaf and limb. And then far, far off beyond the godwoods uh, and the haunted towers and the immense stone walls of Hall, from somewhere out in the world came the long, lonely howl of a wolf. Goose prickles rose on Arya's skins, and, and for an instant she felt dizzy. Then so faintly it seemed as if she heard her father's voice. When the snows fall and the white wind blows, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives, he says. But there is no pack, she whispered to the weirwood. Bran and Rickon were dead, and Lannisters have Sansa. John had gone to the wall. I'm not even me now. I'm Nan. You are Arya of Winterfell, daughter of the North. You told me you could be strong. You have the wolf's blood in you. The wolf blood. Arya, remember, uh, remembered now. I'll be as strong as Rob. I said I would. She took a deep breath and lifted the broomstick in both hands and brought it down across her knee and broke it with a loud crack and threw the pieces aside. I am a dire wolf and am done with wooden teeth. Yep. It's go time for her. I mean, it's go time. Yeah, yeah. The the, the lone wolf out there. We're hunting wolves. Uh, yeah, it's just pretty. That's pretty cool. And yeah, and and again, she's heard that she's going to be left behind with the brave companion. So she's she's out on that. I mean, yeah, it's cool because this it's is a cool a, start that, for her her arc going to Essos. It is. It's a it's it's an enormous changing point uh, for Arya here because this will sort of uh, dive her you know deeper into where she's ultimately going to go coming up going to bravos then most likely coming back uh, and she'll reflect upon reflect upon that here um now i will say that this is one of the uh for the for for people who love pointing out theories this uh right here is another one of those brand is behind everything uh for those mm. those theorists mm -hmm. uh because she's at a godswood she's praying tell me what to do there's no sound and then it's like leaves rustling and things like that right and a lot of the a lot of the brand is behind sort of everything in the future, you know, future brand yep, going yep. back in time and everything. Um, this is this is one of those that he's he he could be right now influencing this exact moment. Yes, yeah, like when people are in the godswood, it's like pay attention because I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, and and the, the rustling leaves are always that indicator that the gods are speaking. And is that brand or blood right. raven? Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Or is it her father? Jeez. Well, could I be. mean. Hey, what? Once they die, I mean, where is his body? By the way, where is Eddard Stark's body? My God, you know the bones. It's on its way back, supposedly. It's on. It's on its way back. So, <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, really, then we kind of move on a little bit, and this is where she's gonna 
um she's gonna end up getting hot pie and everybody and hey let's leave uh and then she ends up running into uh the guard here so uh let me see here where's the where's the best place to start about this uh i'm just gonna read quite a bit here she made no effort to hide but approached the guard openly as if lord bolton himself had sent her he watched her come curious as to what might uh be bringing a page here in this black hour when she got closer she saw that he was a northman very tall and thin huddled in a uh, ragged fur cloak. That was bad. She might have been able to trick a fray or one of the brave companions, but the Dreadfort men have served Roose Bolton their whole life, and they knew him better than she did. If I tell him I'm Arya Stark and command him to stand aside, no, she dare not. He was a Northman, but not a Winterfell man. He belonged to Roose Bolton. When she reached him, she pushed uh, back her cloak so she would, uh, so he would see the flayed man on her, on her breast. Lord Bolton sent me. At this hour, why for? She could see the gleam of steel under the fur, and she did not know if she was strong enough to drive the point of the dagger through chainmail. His throat, it must be his throat, but he's too tall. I'll never reach it. For a moment, she did not know what to say. For a moment, she was a little girl again and scared, and the rain on her, felt, on her face felt like tears. He told me to give all guards a silver piece for their good service. The words seemed to come out of nowhere. Silver, you say? He did not believe her, but he wanted to. Silver was silver, after all. Give it over, then. He, her fingers dug down beneath her tunic and came out uh, clutching the coin Jacken had given her. In the dark, the iron could pass for tarnished silver. She held it out and let it slip through her fingers. Cursing her softly, the man went down to a knee to grope for the coin in the dirt, and there was his neck right in front of her. Arya slid her dagger out and drew it across his throat, as smooth as summer silk. His blood covered her hands in a hot gush. He tried to shout, but there was blood in his mouth as well. Valar Magulis, she whispered as he died. When he stopped moving, she picked up the coin outside of the walls of Harrenhal. A wolf howled long and loud. She lifted the bar, set it aside, and pulled open the heavy oak door. By the time Hot Pie and Gendry came up with his horses, the rain was falling hard. You killed him, Hot Pie gasped. What did you think I would do? Her fingers were sticky with blood, and the smell was making uh, her mare skittish. It's no matter, she thought, swinging up into the saddle. The rain will wash them clean again. Uh, talk about it first of all yeah it's crazy it's, it's a epic. crazy moment we get some epic aria moments yeah. in this chapter <laughs> yeah it's pretty that's pretty crazy like when you think about her just like that the whole sequence of like that coin going down her taking the knife out and just slitting the throat. that's pretty intense for her i mean she might have gotten in a rage with some kids her age and and poked you know uh, poked him with this with the pointy end but this was this was a bit more so it's way wild. way cooler i mean then you know and then she's like i mean this is i mean talk i mean this so that's so in summary i guess this this chapter is it's a huge sort of who is aria going to become chapter really she's she's going back and forth on the faceless men she's hearing a wolf no i'm aria stark of winterfell uh the lone wolf the lone you know the pack survives all of this stuff and it's all in this in this one Arya chapter. I mean, this is probably this is sort of this might you can almost even argue this might be her sort of brand three of a Game of Thrones, where it's like so much of Bran's story goes back to that one chapter where he first has his first sort of crow uh, dream. I mean, you this is sort of I would say one of Arya's most important chapters. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it's right here at the end, and he's say that's what he does. George is is he's driving us all the way. Uh, to a certain decision, a fork in the road, and she. This is the choice she makes, and it leads her down this path of becoming, you know, some crazy 
assassin. Uh, and it, it, we won't see it. It doesn't become quite clear because she's, again, got a long way to go until we get to, you know, going across the narrow sea and, 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 and all of that. But she is determined right now at least to get back to her family and she's she'll she'll, she'll do whatever. I mean, she's willing to kill to get out of there and uh yeah which is which is something you think about Arya and her character being willing to do whatever it takes to either get back to your family or, or to make something right like when she has to give up her name and she has to become nameless um faceless and so on it's hard for her to give up that final piece of Arya Stark it is so important that she right. is a Stark and that she get back to them and it hurts her so much to hear about her brothers being lost at Winterfell and all these things. And she hates them. She has a lit. I mean, she's so passionately like just hate. She sees all these evil things done that she has a, a death list, right? Where she wants yeah. people to die and she's been naming them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, uh, what's interesting, um, not to jump super far ahead here, but in the next book and her, her, her next chapter, um, is actually, even though it'll be, it's in a different, it's in the next book. It's actually not that far off in terms of how many chapters to go. Cause it's like, I think the third chapter of the next book um, in the next chapter, Arya uh, has works in a wolf dream, basically um, mm-hmm. probably into Nymeria. Who's just out, who's out running around. It doesn't specifically say, but it seems pretty likely. Uh, and then she's like ravaging bloody mummers. She kills three of them in the next in the next thing in sort of this wolf dream. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, so this is that catalyst to kind of take her into what, when when the leaves are rustling and and she's been there. It's almost like this this is this magical moment where now she's starting to do more of those things, having uh, like her dreams are amplified, or we're getting more of this idea that she's uh, a warg. And uh, yeah, That's okay. Cool. All right, as uh, do we have a, we have a raven today. We do. Uh, so we just have a couple comments here. Uh, first up, let's talk about. So we so we talked about Rainies just a little bit. I love that the Rainies video, that the old theory that we did back in the day, is still getting some attention on YouTube. So if you haven't checked it out, it's this. It's Rainies Targaryen. Uh, is she still alive? Right? Is has she been? Um, is she the Sphinx? Is ultimately where we go with that. Like we looked at the time timeline. I think it was two eighty three or two eighty two. It was 280. It was 280 when she was born. And we looked for someone else born at the same time that she was born. And you have Alaris, the Sphinx. Uh, yeah. And a connection to the Sand Snakes. And she also herself was uh, Dornish, right, in nature. So this is the um, this is Rhaegar's daughter, Rhaenys, who is killed at the Sack of King's Landing. And we we had a, a comment on that video that says, "What if Rainey's?" And this is kind of wild. This is this is wild. And I first said, "Ah, should we even read this?" I mean, this is kind of crazy. But, but I was like, "You know what? Maybe." So uh, we read everything on this show. So why not? What if Rainey's was indeed dragged from her bed and killed, and then brought back to life? She was so mutilated by fifty stab wounds that if she was brought back, she would be disfigured. She could also have visions. What if she was Quaithe? And so in all of the kind of like who is Quaith, you normally don't throw out Rainey's Targaryen because it's it's confirmed she's dead, right? George says that uh, she's dead. And then we had another great comment on there a couple weeks back where someone said, no, what George said was that it is believed or that um, uh, that there is no doubt that she is dead. Doesn't mean it just that there's no one doubts it. 
And that that play on ju- just the way you phrase that doesn't mean she is dead. Just there's right. no one doubt. No one doubts that she is. And so I'm doubting it, my friend. OK, I, I doubt that she's dead. I think she's alive. I think she's the Sphinx. I think she's the I think she's the riddle. She's you know, there, there's more to this. If Aegon is, is, is alive or that's some, you know, just. Maybe it is Fagon. It's just some created Blackfire. Who knows? Young Griff coming back across the way. But if he is actually still alive, why not have some secret? You know, his, the older sister is is also alive. The problem is with that. With that, it's always tough because she's Dornish looking, her skin, mm-hmm. and and just just the way in which she looks. That's what the Mad King says that she even smelled Dornish. You know, whatever. He's he's rude, rude guy. And and so, uh, it, how how do you find a babe or someone else? to look like her well you don't matt because whoever they killed in her place was stabbed 50 times so no one's even looking too closely to see whether or not she was and why would you do that matt why now hold on a second why this 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 is what right. always drove home for me that rainies is still alive and that that if elia could get her children out she would Okay, and to make sure that that people believed that her children had left, she stays with others that are imposters or or whatever, and, and that sells it because Elia was with them. Okay, right. So you get them out of the city if if you can, and they would go to her brother, and she would become one of his many bastard uh, children, right? And she would fit right in. She would fit right in there, and no one would question it. All of a sudden, some some girl shows up in his life, the Red Viper's life. That makes sense because he's had bastards before, and then uh, you know a woman will show up and say, "This is your bastard uh, daughter. You need to take her in." And so he does. So to me, I was always like, "There's no reason to murder a child like that, uh, and like like with that type of brutality, to where that you can't even." You can't even tell. Right. It's ex- it's 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 excessive, and it's almost it's almost too excessive. It's just, exactly right. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, I know. I think we need to redo about, the video. <laughs> I think we need. <laughs> like we're like you know, obviously this is incredibly gruesome because you're talking about you know stabbing like, mm-hmm, a young mm-hmm. like two year two year old. Girl. I know, but I know, terrible. I mean, just I mean, th- I mean, think about this for a second. There, <sighs> imagine a piece of steak. Right. Yeah. And it's like you're, st- you're just stabbing this like thing over and over and over. Against like, it's just going to be so mangled. It's like, what's the point after you do- 50 times? That's just too much. That's what I'm saying, man. That was my, my always. Right. I thought like this is this is this is so excessive that you're hiding. So it something. could be exaggerated. It could be over exaggerated. It could be. It maybe in, in the telling of it, it wasn't actually 50. And that's just they took the brutality to a new level just to cause cause more pain and, and things like that yeah yeah perhaps but i mean yeah so let me just for for recap because i think some people are probably like i never saw this and if if you're new to this theory it's something old sir ezra cooked up and you know what i have not seen anybody else talk about it just so you know i i've not it's not something that i see a lot of people bring up and if there's another theory out there and it's legitimate please send it to me because I was very proud of this. All right, I thought this was cool. It's almost like we had that moment where where Matt and I figured out R plus L equals J, and we were like, "Has anybody else thought of this?" <laughs> we go, it's no, like, I know, seriously, it's it was like so everyone. <laughs> so awesome, but that was that was like the the start to it, which is which is cool. So the, in this theory, 
you pull up the character, uh, Rhaenys Targaryen, and you look at, in 280 AC, Rhaenys was born on Dragonstone. Uh, she is the daughter of Prince Rhaegar Targaryen and Elia Martell. And you even look at the clip art of her. She's got the Dornish skin. She's three years old in 283 when she is killed. Okay. Uh, let's see. I mean, there's so many details. Why throw in the detail that she has a small black kitten that was named Balerion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, yeah, anyway. So um, after Rainey's, Okay, hold on. Let me back up here. Tywin commanded the deaths of Rainey's and Aegon to prove his loyalty to Robert Baratheon, although he himself claims to have been shocked at the brutality of their deaths. In Rainey's case, he believed uh, Lord Chu tried to justify his savagery by claiming the girl kicked him and would not stop screaming. Um, let's see, could simply have offered a few sweet words to calm her down and a pillow to suffocate her. Now, here, here's hear me out. There's a couple of different ideas on this, right? Either he, because Tywin might, maybe they did just get away and there were, it maybe maybe varies and and Elia didn't try to put two fake children in with Elia, but maybe they showed up there and where are Elia's children? Where are Rainey's and where where is Aegon? They're not here. So Tywin says, Oh crap. Uh either like like Robert Baratheon is gonna think I'm loyal to them in some way and I let the children go. Um, or I, 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 you know, like maybe they got out beforehand. And so he says, let's just go ahead and put two kids in here and, and, and kill them. Right. It, it makes... wouldn't be the, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened in the series. Just go check out what Theon does with Brandon Rickon. Exactly. Exactly. It's literally the exact same, exact thing. same thing, exact same thing. And that's what George does. He puts an element in there and says, I've done it before. Like, like you've seen me do it play like the. The the obvious is the Miller's sons, and that we get that very clear. We know Bran and Rickon go on living. We see how they're living in secret, and we see what's happening. Why in the world would we not believe that Elia, within all of her power, and we we see people smuggled out? Sansa gets out. You, right. you Varys knows secret ways in and out. Uh, are you kidding? Varys allows Tyrion to go up and and kill Tywin. It's not hard to believe that he smuggles out a a two small children, and and by right, the well, way. He was loyal. Seemingly, he was more loyal to the Targaryens than he was to Tywin. Like, he was telling the Mad King, "Don't open your gates. This, the, 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 like Tywin is not your friend. He's going to come in here and kill you. Keep you." That was the point. Is that he? He felt like that was a friend he could trust, and they right. Well, turned. I mean, well, look at look at look at Young Griff. Young Griff is either. A, the real deal, which means that the babe that's killed is a secret babe because it's not Aegon Targaryen. Or Young Griff is either a secret Blackfire or Young Griff is just some random dude, in which case it's still a secret because he's just some random person, right? Who they're portraying. Yeah, to who be. is he? Right. So I there's so there we have a legitimate secret identity and no matter how you play it out. And that's kind of a thing where it's like, well, everybody has a secret identity. Well, if everybody has a secret identity, that means that it's done over and over again, which would then also mean that Gurr will do these things over and over again, which means that Aenys, uh, or excuse me, uh, Reg, or Rhaenyra Targaryen, right? The the young girl mm -hmm. could also be somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, man, I'm just trying to find this this so spake Martin so bad because I wanted to I wanted to read it to you guys exactly. 
Um, the one where he says it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. even, I mean, both of them, I mean, both of them, both of their deaths are made in a way, both, you know, both children of Elia are, are, are described in ways that it's like, it makes it feel as if they're unrecognizable. I mean, right. I mean, correct me if I'm correct if I'm mistaken on that as, but it's, you know, Rhaenyra, oh, she was stabbed, you know, this many times. And then his face was smashed against a wall to where he was unrecognizable. Matt, I'm going to redo this video. I'm going to redo this video. And I swear, I swear by the seven and by the freaking old gods. Let's go. If people don't start respecting this idea and this theory a little bit more, Aemon Targaryen. Jesus Christ, man. Let me just 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 settle in here for a second, okay? Because I did just pull up the So Spake Martin, and this is because I had read that comment and I was like, oh, I don't remember exactly what, what George said. Let me read this to you. So someone asked the question, right? Uh, Aegon Targaryen, Rhaegar's son, is still alive as written in the books, right? It could be Phaegon, it could be Young Griff, whatever you want to call him. As Matt just said, he's still alive. So could Rhaenys, his sister, be alive? Two. And the, the answers are all, everyone's just chiming in here saying no. I mean, it's just everyone's liking and saying, like, no, it's, it's very well confirmed. Uh, George has, has flat out said that Rainey's is definitely dead. And then they put the quote, right? They, they, in their comment, they say Rainey's is definitely dead. But then you read what George said, right? Quote, um, are Aegon and Rainey's, Elia's children, well and truly dead? George, in reply, in reply, says, quote, all I have to say, uh, wait, all I have to say is that there is absolutely no doubt that little Princess Rainey's was dragged from beneath her father's bed and slain. He does not say, he, he doesn't say, there is, why, why frame it like that? There's absolutely no doubt why not just say no? That's what happened, right, Matt? I mean, you you know what I'm saying? Like, why 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 say it that way? All I have to say is there's absolutely no doubt that little Princess Rainey's was dragged from beneath her father's bed and slain. Yeah, no doubt by who? I mean, yeah, she's alive. Exactly. She's as is on it, man. She's <laughs> alive, man. She's alive, and she and she is Sorella Sand. Okay, she's Sorella Sand. Who is is the missing? By the way, the, the missing sand snake that that um, that Doran Martell cannot find, and he says, "Oh, she's up to some game." Everyone believes that Sorella Sand is Alaris, um, which who is, is the, the riddle, the riddle, the Sphinx at the Citadel, a female, right, trying to become a maester, which is not allowed. She's pretending to be a boy, and she's got she was when. By the way, when was Sorella Sand born? Two eighty AC. When was Rhaenys Targaryen born? Two eighty AC. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, very, very interesting. Uh, Alaris, the same age, and then on the freaking way, Aemon Targaryen is on his way. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's he's on his way down to to the Citadel, and he says to Sam, "The Sphinx is the riddle, right, he's or something the, like that." That's a clue to all of us. That is a clue to all. The princess who was promised. The princess. Who what was if promised. she's? What if she's the princess? She's alive. She is alive, and I am more. And by the way, I forget this. So spake Martin was a long time ago, and I'm just saying it's. Uh, you, you save the younger son, the babe, and not the and to mutilate her. Let me let me check on the the exact. Does it say fifty times that that uh, she was stabbed? Let me just see. Because that's that's insane, Matt. That's excessive. 
That's 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 over excesses. Yeah, his savagery by claiming the girl kicked him and would not stop screaming, and that's why Lorch did what he did. Um, yeah, freaking right, man. They had to cover them in a in, in a red Lannister cloak to better conceal the blood. They were covered in a cloak. That right there tells you why add that much detail into it, Matt. Why, as 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 an author, put all those details about the mutilation of the bodies and then they're covered in cloak and then your Tywin's worried about it. But that's that's why he wanted to prove to Robert uh, that he yeah. that he got half, him. half a half a hundred thr- thrusts for a small child, Matt insane mm-hmm. it's insane and and so she's alive she is alive and and she is the sphinx she is freaking alaris and i'm sticking to that i don't i don't tell me i'm wrong i'm so glad someone told me to go back and look at the sospek martin where he said there is no doubt people in the realm they don't doubt it uh we the reader we shouldn't doubt it either right i mean the, yeah we don't want there to be like there's there's no doubt she is dead well look again yeah, and then so then you have so just just look at Sir Armory Lork, Lork here because yeah. according to a semi-canon source, uh, which is the world you know the world of ice and fire during the Rain Telback Rebellion in 261, Sir Armory threw the last Lord Telback, a three-year-old boy, down a well. Now it's disputed whether this was done per the orders of Sy- Sir Tywin Lannister or without his knowledge. So. Yeah, why is this bring guy that just, up again? Is this is that is this guy just going around killing kids and Tywin then has to cover it up? That does not seem like the kind of thing Tywin would no. do. So maybe Tywin so Tywin probably ordered it. Yeah, and you know what though? But what I'm saying is if Tywin, not him, not him throwing him down a well, but probably go take care of the kid too. Exactly. But if Tywin does show up in the city and he orders them to be killed that way, um right. it's to cover something up. Either that they were gone and he missed it and he doesn't want Robert Brathen to think he's loyal. Um, or they were put there in front of him and and they were right. You know. Right. So he kills. Yeah. So Sir Armory Lord kills a three year boy by three year old boy by throwing him down a well and then murders a three year old princess during the sack of King's Landing per the order of Tywin Lannister. Something's something's up. Something is up. Because I mean, because I mean, well, I don't you, you know what happens if I mean. Yeah, it's just like the idea of well, what happens if I don't do it. So he's he's got to fake it because he doesn't get the right girl. How big of a deal? But also, but also, how many three year olds are there running around? I mean, you just grab a random three year old in the city, and then yeah, you yeah, make I it mean, see, then you make it seem like they're unrecognizable, right? Yeah. So that way, well, even Tywin can't tell. It could be more. It could be more. Not that Tywin's trying to do it to cover to cover it up because he doesn't have the right person. It could be that Armory Lork is trying to cover it up because he didn't get the right kid. He's like, well, if I just make it unrecognizable, then Tywin's like, well, okay. Or was he paid by somebody to 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 go back and tell Tywin some ridiculous story that he was kicked by a little girl? So it, part of right. the cover story, you know, whoever's trying to get the kids out of the city is is he in on it? Look look a little closer at maybe his alliances and. Right. I'm telling you, man, the, the, the mysteries are in the sack of King's Landing. Like, who told Eddard Stark where the Tower of Joy is? Who got these children out of here? And why do we, and they're now coming back again. Um, well, you know, look, look at also look at also here who he's doing this with. So Armory Lork uh, is is being he and Gregor Clegane are the ones that are you have to go do this. Right. Yeah. You 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 have you have to go do this. 
So imagine if you're Armory Lork and you get there and there's not a girl there and the person that you're doing this like sort of special miss- mission with is Gregor Clegane. We've seen Gregor Clegane get upset that he lost a joust and literally cut his horse's head off. Right, right. It's I'm sure that he would just kill Armory Lork and be like he's he's that kind of person where it's like, well, I mean we anytime we see him he's just like killing people left and right. He's he would probably yeah. kill Armory Lork and be like you're, so Armory Lork might go get a three some other random girl and make it seem like he killed the right one just so he doesn't have to deal with Gregor Clegane because Gregor yeah. does not seem like he Gregor does not seem like he's going to uh, go manipulate something to make it seem like it it happened right yeah exactly and so and it's okay and lork also seems like the type of guy with all that history and the way if you look at his his uh, demeanor in the series a guy who's like it's not worth me walking an extra two blocks to go actually find the right kid just grab any kid right now and let's do this i mean you know what i mean like right like it's it's one or the other like he's either worried about what the mountain's gonna say or tywin or he just is too lazy to go do it and falls into this or he takes money he's the type of guy who says yeah i'll take money to to bring back a mutilated body and say, you know, I did it or who cares? I mean, he just doesn't. Yeah. His feet. Uh, I don't know if there's something about this. I'm looking at um, Manticore. So his, mm-hmm. his personal arms are a black Manticore on a red field. So I just, I was thinking about Danny and, and the Manticore, her being attacked by, by, by the Manticore from the, um, the assassin. Anyway, it's just a little interesting connection. I'm trying to, Trying to track down. Yeah, you know, you know what's what's interesting is that Armory Lork is killed right in a clash um, in a clash with kings after the fall of Harrenhal. He's paraded naked before Roos and Vargo, pleading and sobbing. He's kicked into the bear pit to be killed by the bear inside. Arya is present to witness his death. Uh, the the bear is all black like Yorn, and the bear tears Armory up, apart. But then he, he's literally mentioned. Yes, he he's is mentioned in every book afterwards. He's mentioned in a storm of swords. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie finds a jawbone. He believes uh, is armory lorks, right? And then Prince Oberyn. This is when Oberyn comes, to, you know, wanting revenge. Um, and then Jamie, and then Lord Tywin tells his son Tyrion, um, you know, his his plan to blame all three of the deaths entirely on the deceased armory um, to circumvent giving Sir Gregor over to Oberyn. So then they try to even cover that up. According to Tywin, Armory justified his brutal murder because she was kicking and uh, kicking and screaming. Tywin then tells Oberyn that Armory acted on his own without orders to give favor for the new king. Um, so there's just so much sort of like stuff going on here where they're they're trying to cover it up and make it seem, you know, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Well, yeah. And so this is interesting, right? Uh, the mountain is the one who kills Elia and, and Aegon. And then it was said that Rhaenys is is not wasn't in the same room. Let me let me tell you something, Sir Matt. Okay? If if King's Landing is getting raided and my children are in two separate r- rooms, I don't think so. I'm you know like if I'm going to be captured with my children. I mean, let me go look what what does it say? You know, I will say that is that is one piece that is sort of interesting is they if they do a baby swap, right? Yeah. Does Elia just willingly give her life up in this room with this other baby so that it's more believable? Mm-hmm. So that way her son can go on and live. Cause why wouldn't Elia just obviously, you know, I think, I think, I think if you go over, you're going to recognize this is, or isn't my baby. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So for sure. 
why is it that she doesn't or does or doesn't realize that this so why is she in the room if you go down the route of Aegon, this this false Aegon, right? Young Griff, let's say, is the real deal. What regardless, it's not it's not the correct baby. Does she know this? Why doesn't she try to leave? Why don't they try to get her out of there as well? Yeah, Matt, it, it, hold on. There's too many details here. That's that's why we're that's why we're looking at it, right? You don't put two children in two separate rooms, and, and for unless there's a reason, why? Just put them in the same room with their mother, and they were all killed. But when instead, a city's being sieged. Yeah, exactly. And you know they have time. By the way, they have time. Uh, especially where they're at, like the sack of King's Landing is happening. First, you're fighting probably the the, the uh, gold cloaks, and then you've got some white cloaks inside. The Mad King is still there, um, and he's got Elia nearby, trying to keep Dorne loyal to him, all that kind of stuff. And you have so it says that she during the sack that she Rainies went and hid underneath her father's bed, which was a floor above the nursery, right? And that's where Lorch found her. Come on now, I why add that extra layer as, as the author? Why write that in there unless you're going to do something with it? It just, it's just, it's this extra detail that I don't know that is necessary unless there's something going on. So, right. yeah, I asked, why I asked him after Aegon I, or, or young Griff. Yeah, right. Sorry. I, yeah, I asked him, I asked him afterward why uh, it was required half a hundred thrust to kill a girl of two or three. He said he, he he said she'd kicked him and would not stop screaming. If Lork had half the wits the gods gave a turnip, he would have calmed her with a few sweet words and used a soft sink pillow. The blood was in him. And so there Tywin even thinks he's stupid for it. Now, again, Tywin covers up sort of the Aegon part of this. Yeah, yeah. So... Matt, I'm telling you right now, I'll go ahead and say it. Tywin, so Tywin, so Tywin, so Tywin already thinks that the method he's doing is stupid. I, it seems to me, it does seem a little more likely that at least this one would be, uh, we didn't get the right girl. And if, if Tywin already thinks he's stupid, did Tywin think he was stupid back then? Tywin probably already thought he was stupid for killing that other kid he didn't tell him to, if he didn't tell him to do it, right? And he just did it. Yeah. Yeah, here's the thing, man. I'll just say it just to, just to, just to wrap it all up, all right? Because this is absolute. The whole Lorch's story as he comes back and he's telling Tywin, whatever you want, it's complete bullshit. All right. He did not kill Rhaenys Targaryen, and she is alive, friends. You mark Sir Ezra's word. I, this is one of those I'll go, I'll, I hate to say this. We got, there's some crazy podcasts out there that believe certain theories, like, um, you know, Ned and Ashara and, and Jon Snow. So, okay. And, and they, they die on that sword every day, Matt. I will, I will die on this sword that Rhaenys. Targaryen is alive, my friend. Well, you know this is interesting. Um, in the notes section, uh, they on the on the wiki, they sort of question some things and say there might actually be a some sort of inconsistency. Assuming the Armory Lork was at least fifteen years old during the Rain Tarbeck Rebellion, as he was already considered a knight. Uh, remember, that's where he kicks the kid. He kicks the yeah, kid yeah. down the well. That would make him at least thirty-seven years old during the sack of King's Landing. And this un and this um, is unlikely to be in prime condition to scale the walls of Magor's Holdfast. Additionally, he would be 53 years old or older during the War of the Five Kings, and he is not mentioned to be an older man in his appearance in A Clash of Kings. This inconsistency might be why uh, this incident was published um, in the Westerlands was not included in the published Westerlands chapter of the World of Ice and Fire, talking about 
um, why they're questioning the semi-canon source of him, of him kicking the kid down the well in the uh, in the world of Ice and Fire. So here's the thing: I, I think if you're George, or if you're I don't know who's behind all that, um, the the app, right? But if you want to make this you give this guy a backstory or a history where, oh, he's done this before. That lulls us into thinking, yeah, this is him. He's just a crazy guy who likes killing children. <laughs> Maybe not. I mean, why throw that extra detail in there if not to sell us further that he did really kill these children? I'm, I'm telling you, friends, I'm, I'm, I'm smelling, uh, smelling something here, and it's foul. All right? It's crazy. Okay. Okay, so, well, all right, man, hey. Good stuff. As it's always, it's always good. Once we start diving down, we get to yeah. see some more, see see some more thoughts, theories, um, especially in some of these characters. Yeah, where like, you just like you Lorch, just, you yeah. just keep going down. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, friends, we will be back with um, what we'll do in the extended edition since we went a little bit long there with that uh, that Raven. Um, we will be talking. Uh, let me see here. Oh, we got some Loris Tyrell to talk about, and we also have. Uh, the colors green and black and some symbolism. So we'll do those in extended edition follow-up. They'll also be available over on Patreon if you guys want those. Uh, really, really cool stuff. So be sure to check those out. As well as Apple Premium, uh, for those of you guys yes, that we have had some people sign up for that, which is super cool because, again, you get access to all of the extended editions across all of, I guess, Matt Nez Media, if you want to call it that, yeah. which includes Hyperspace, uh, Matt Nez Show, and Heroes of the Horn, uh, in addition to Bend the Knee. So um, awesome. All right, guys, with that, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 65, Sansa 8 of A Clash of Kings. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, and remember that winter is coming. <laughs>